I'm going to read a few verses tonight and kind of have a little devotion, try to learn something at least. Good to see you. Um, it's definitely the hardest summertime, and you can tell, you know, everybody's off doing their vacationing or whatever it may be, and that's a good thing. We just got back from Chicago, see my family, and that was a special time, you know. We didn't get shot or anything. It's a miracle, you know. <clears throat> People tell me how everybody's getting shot down there. I was like, man, I was right there. I didn't see anybody get shot, and they didn't believe me. But it, there's a good side to Chicago, too, so hopefully if you haven't seen it, one day you will be able to. Um, we're going to read out of John chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Might be a passage you're familiar with, more than likely. But um, I really was praying about this and wanted to talk uh, from an area that God wanted to speak from. And so for some reason, this uh, ended up being the place. So we're going to read uh, about 10 verses here, and then we're going to talk about a few things. I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, John 3, 1 through 10. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jew Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I say to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said to him, How can these things be? Jesus answered said to him, Are you the teacher of Israel and do not know these things? We're going to stop there. This is an interesting dialogue because <clears throat> Nicodemus is a pretty heavy hitter. Right? He is a teacher of the Jewish people, and it's a people group that is their whole culture is established from their religion. Their religion established a structure to the society, and the more you submit to that structure, the more you're going to prosper in your society. Okay? The more you rebel against what the teachers say, uh, and then your life's going to be really, really bad. So you have to understand, he was a major guy, teacher of the Jews, a teacher of Israel. That's a major influence that's establishing a certain system for people to follow. But Jesus is telling him, listen, buddy, your whole system has to change. Right? You must be born again. Now, Nicodemus is trying to get intellectual with them and throw a few questions at him, and finally he just gets flabbergasted and says, how can this be? How can these things be? In other words, he's like, if what you're saying is true, I'm in some major trouble because I'm doing a major work here, and I'm influencing a lot of people, and if what you're saying is true, then all of a sudden Nicodemus is thinking, well, I've got to change. I mean, there's a whole lot of change that's, that's going to happen, or he's going to have to transition into something else. Now, you ever heard the saying, it's hard to teach old dog new tricks? Saying, uh, I'm not sure how old Nicodemus was, but uh, 
he probably wasn't a spring chicken, you know what I'm saying? He was probably up there at least somewhat in, in years and, and had dedicated a major chunk of his life getting to where he was at. And now all of a sudden, his world's going to be turned upside down because he has to transition into something different than what he, he has studied and invested his life into. And so he, but he knows he's right. See, when you're talking with Jesus, there's always a major problem with the, the conversation. He's always right. See what I'm saying? Like, you could try to argue with him. I don't know if you do it, I do it. Oh, come on, man. You got to be kidding me. You know, I know I could. But it always ends up being that you're wrong and he's right. And then you know he's right. And then you got to come to terms with the fact that he's right. And then you're like, man, I got to deal with this. I have to confront my problems. Like, Jesus is dealing with me about this. And there's only one thing I can do, deal with it, all right, deal with it. And the more you, the quicker you deal with it, just the better off it's going to be for you, right. And that's Nicodemus's like, realization here. He's like, man, I have to transition into something else. Now, if I transition into something else, man, like, my friends, I don't know if my, my coworkers and stuff are going to, you know, go with that. I don't know if this is how this is going to go over. I'm in front of the whole nation here. I mean, how is this going? This isn't going to be easy for me. Like, he's like, how can this be true? Gosh, there's got to be some other way, you know. But obviously he's wrong, and Jesus is right. So he's got a problem. Now, I don't know the life of Nicodemus. I don't know if you know more about it. Let me know. I don't know how it went. But, but he's in a predicament here, all right. Now, <clears throat> I'm going to try to get geeky on you, and if I'm wrong, just forgive me. Um, but this whole idea of transition is what I want to talk about. All right, transitioning is not something that's easy to do, but it is possible. Now, if I'm wrong on this, later you guys can correct me, but we're going to get geeky. Like I said, in science, one of the major discoveries of the last 100 years has been this whole concept, uh, if I'm talking over your head, just forgive me, it's, I'm a little bit geeky, but not big time, so if you're probably more geeky than me, that's cool, um, but the major, one of the major breakthroughs is this whole idea of electromagnetic energy, am I right about that? Okay. Electromagnetic, they call it radiation, but that's just energy, and electro, I'm not going to go into the inner workings of it, but electromagnetic energy it emits through a wave, am I right? Okay. And wave, the wave has a different size. Are you still with me? We're getting geeky. Put on your geeky glasses, all right? Get geeky. <laughs> the size of the wave determines what it can do. So I'll give you an example. If you got an electromagnetic wave that's the size of like a football field, that produces AM radio. See what I'm saying? It carries enough data in that big, huge wave. It's coming through, buddy. You ever tune in AM radio? It sounds different than FM radio because the wave is mammoth. You know, it's like a football field coming to your car, right? And so it, it sounds different, like a whale, okay? Now, you reduce that same electromagnetic wave. You reduce it it turns into a different property. It transitions from AM to FM. Same wave, just the size of the wave is different. Let's say FM is about the size of your house, okay? And so that size produces a different, it transitions into a different property. 
Now, how can it do that? It's just a miracle of God. I mean, I don't know. Nobody knows how it can do that, but it'll do that. Shrink it even more, and you could cook some fried, you can heat up some fried chicken in your microwave. It turns into a microwave. Shrink it even more, it transitions into like light. Different colors of light have different wavelengths. It, it, the, am I right about this? The electromagnetic wave, just one little wave, depending on how it's the size of that wave, automatically transitions into something else because that's the way God created it. You know, you ever heard of Bluetooth, Wi-Fi? You ever use a TV remote control? That's, the same, that's an electromagnetic wave just at a certain wavelength. You can't see it. But it's a little bit smaller than the microwave, but bigger than uh, this light you see right now. Because you can see this light. So somewhere in there, now all of a sudden you got Wi-Fi waves and Bluetooth and infrared, you know, the remote control. That, that's sending an electromagnetic wave to your TV and changing the channel for you. I mean, it's just amazing. You shrink it even more, you got x-rays. It goes through the your tiny little pores or whatever in your skin. It goes through your skin all the way inside and take a picture of your bones because it's that teeny tiny. Shrink the same wave even more. I'm losing my voice. Shrink that same wave even more. It's the thing called a gamma ray. Then they're really, really dangerous, and then we have major problems if you got gamma rays. All right, so what I'm saying is in things can transition. It's possible. God, for example, electromagnetic energy can transition into different things. Same wave, just different size. Okay? So here, when Jesus is talking to Nicodemus, he's saying, you need to transition. And you must be born again. Now, later on, I think it's in John 6, he says, now, this is how this works. Nobody can come to, another. he's saying, Nobody can come to Jesus unless the Father draws that person to Jesus. So if you're an AM wave, you can't look at that FM wave. You know, I think today I'm just going to transition to the FM wave. You know, I'm going to be a microwave today. No, you're not, you're not going to just transition yourself because you want to, right? When, you, when, when God the Father draws you to Jesus, all of a sudden you're in the, the spot of transitioning. He's the master transitioner or whatever. I don't even know if that's a word, but it is tonight, right? And he could take you or Nicodemus or whoever it may be and transition that person into, from one thing into something totally different. And he does that through his spirit, making contact with your spirit, and you become born again. And, and you literally transform into another type of person. Now, you can't transition back. So Nicodemus is like, listen, man, you must be born again if you're going to see the kingdom of God. Now, today, I don't think we emphasize that enough. We talk about born again just like, you know, you want some pancakes with some syrup. But this is a major thing. I've even met people that have told me, I can't remember when I got born again. I'm like, what? You can't remember when you had a personal encounter with Jesus and he transformed your life, you can't remember when God the Father drew you to Jesus? That's impossible, man. I mean, when you were, you were totally changed into a whole other type of person, 
I don't buy that. I, I don't think that's, I don't care how young, you're five years old. If you're old enough to be drawn to Jesus, you're old enough to remember if you got transitioned into something else. Right? I mean, that, that's just a major experience, okay? Now, it's, it's a little bit more than just saying some prayer. I've even seen people come up and people pray for them say, now you're born again. No, you aren't. Nobody can pray for you to get you born again. It's impossible. I do not have the authority to get you born again. Did you know that? No human being has that authority. Only Jesus himself. Trust me. I did not die on the cross. Consider Jesus. I did not die on the cross to shed my blood for you. Therefore, I do not have the authority to cause you to become born again. But the Messiah, the one who actually walked on earth, shed his blood and made the payment, descended into hell, rose from the dead, ascended into heaven, and is alive today, sitting on a throne on the right hand of God the Father, is the only one who has the authority and the ability to transition you into something called born again. And if you're going to make it happen, you need to talk to him. You Don't waste your time talking to me and that, you know what I'm saying. You need to talk directly with him. And if you do, major, major occurrence is going to happen. Something, something fantastic will happen. And, and, and what he's saying, you must be born again. You must be drawn towards Jesus. You must recognize that God is pulling you towards him. I remember when that happened with me, and I, I, you know, I just I didn't know about church. I wasn't raised in church. And, like, stuff was happening where it was like little by little I was getting drawn towards God, but I didn't even know I was getting drawn towards God. It was just kind of happening. And then one day... Uh, I, I kept telling uh, a friend of mine, I'm like, man, I do not know what's going on. Like, what? I kept telling him, what is going on? Because it was like I kept getting drawn towards something, but I didn't know. I couldn't see it. I didn't comprehend it. I didn't know what it was. And then finally he's like, all right, we're going to pray. And I'm like, I didn't even know what prayer was. I never prayed. And so he's like, all right, we're going to pray. He says, Father God, Mark wants to talk to you. And I'm like, crud, you know. Like, I, I, I thought he was going to help me because I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And all of a sudden, I got my eyes closed, and I'm drawn towards Jesus. Like, trust me, I, when I say scared, I, it, I was intimidated. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Now I know what's going on. I am here before, like, the real Messiah, like the one who actually came here. Like, But he he's... He died, like, but he's alive. I don't know how to explain that. And I'm like, man. And so nobody told me the prayer. You're supposed to say this prayer, repeat after. I did not know any of that. I wasn't in a church. I was in some town home, and I had no idea. And I figured, well, I guess I need to say something. And thank God I, I finally got up enough nerve to, to initiate the conversation. And I, and, I, and I talked to him the best I knew how. And whatever it is I said was good enough to get the job done. I have no idea the formula and all that. The Bible says anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Guarantee you that's not a formula. But in your heart, if you do that and you break through enough, you become born again, even if you don't even know what that is. Because I didn't even know what born again was. And when I got born again, I didn't know that I got born again. 
I didn't know that that's what that was called. I just knew that something really crazy had just happened to me. And I, and I, I, I didn't wake up. I opened my eyes, and I thought, oh, my gosh, what in the world just happened to me? Like, I, could, I knew that I was changed. I knew that something spiritual took place and that God dealt with me. And I'm thinking, man, what is going on? And in my case, some people say this is strange, but in my case, I told my friend, Toby, I said, Toby, you remember I kept telling you, that I kept asking him about these, this light in his eyes. I said, Toby, man, what's that light in your eyes? I kept asking him about that, and he would just kind of, ignore it, you know, I said, Toby, you remember that thing I was telling you about that light in your eyes all the time, kept asking you about that, he's like, yeah, I think that's gotten my eyeballs too, man, I kept, because I kept feeling this light in my eyes that I'd never felt before, and he got so excited, he started dancing around, he shoom, shot upstairs and told all his roommates and stuff, and they're, shoom, they're coming back downstairs, and I'm trying to figure out what the world's going on with my eyeballs, and, and I had no idea why they were so excited. I, I literally was that naive to the whole scenario. And, and I didn't know if, you know, we we're on a college campus. I didn't know what they were going to do to me. You know, college campuses can be mean, cruel places. You know, I didn't know if they were going to, you know, be mean to me or make fun of me. I had no idea what was going on, going on. But they were just so happy, blah, blah. And come to find out, I had gotten born again without really knowing the whole rigmarole of, of, of the, you know, the process, that the church process, let's put it that way, okay? But one thing I can guarantee you, I transitioned into something totally different. And the next day uh, when I went to work, I was walking around at work, I'm like, wow, what is going on? And I could see differently. And I would hear, like we had this meeting and people were talking, and I would laugh to myself because they were talking in a way that I used to talk like. And like, blah, 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 they're all laughing and talking. And I'm like, I used to be just like those guys, but I'm different. And I would laugh to them. I was like, man, something's different about me. And I could begin to see, like, some people were further away from God and some people were, like, close to God. Or, you know, you could kind of tell things that you couldn't tell before. You know, all I knew was, you know, whatever. But now I could, could, could tell. And so Jesus is telling Nicodemus here, you can't even see, I think it's in verse 3, you can't even see the kingdom of God unless you're born again. But if you are born again, you can see it. Now the kingdom is obviously like the influence of God or the, the rule of God, what God's doing in people's lives here on earth. And, and you begin to recognize that. Um, it's amazing the more I met people to appreciate what they can do and what they can see in the kingdom. Um, some of you know we lived in Honduras, and down there uh, began to, I was a student in a Bible school with Sandra, and we would do crusades. And eventually, you know, I graduated, and I started setting up the crusades for the school. And uh, we'd got this guy come in uh, named Franco. Now, Franco was a really rough guy. He, was, he used to kidnap people and hand, held them for ransom and rob banks. And he was the real deal. He was like from the movies. He, uh, he, uh, he was a wholesale drug dealer for the, over the whole country. So he would, drugs would smuggle through Honduras to the United States. And any of the drugs they were going to sell in Honduras would go through Franco. 
he would distribute to the gang guys, and they would sell it, you know, and that's how he made his money. And uh, Franco was a bad dude. He was really, really. But they started killing his family members and stuff, and they were going to kill him, and you know how it is. And so somehow or another, he got born again, too. He decided before he died, he didn't want to go to hell. He was going to try to do something. I think they had just murdered his son, and so it really shook him up. And uh, he got born again, and he showed up at our school one day. And uh, I said, Franco, you know, we're going to do this crusade. So he went with us. And crusades, we go to these villages, and the students go to the homes and preach the gospel in the homes. And at night, we have an outdoor meeting in a soccer field or a big plaza or maybe a big basketball court or whatever. And we have this outdoor meeting. And people there, and it's poor, and people come. And we have the students preach the gospel. And generally speaking, at the end, I would get up and do the altar call. Invite people, if they wanted to come forward, to, we would help them call upon Jesus to invite him into their life. You know, Something they had to do for themselves, but we could help them do it. But they would come down, and uh, the students would go out into the crowd. But Franco... He would like, he had this ability, excuse me, to see things that we never saw. And he would look out into the crowd and he would say, there are gang guys over there, there's gang guys over there, and there's a crew over there. And he would never go to like your families out in the crowd. He would never, he'd go like straight to the gang guys. And I would be doing the altar call and I would watch him and he's sitting there, blah, 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 you're talking to these young men that are all tatted up and stuff. And whatever he said to them, I have no idea how that conversation went, but he related to them. And whatever he did, he would convince them to come forward. I don't know if he threatened them. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm going to kill you, man. You don't know who I am. Because he would get crazy like that sometimes. You don't know who I am. I'm going to kill everybody. And he was still a little bit rough around the edges. But he would go up. And these, these young men would come up to the front. And I always thought, man, Franco just sees stuff that we don't see. There were a few women that would see the need of other women, and they're like single mothers would be there with their babies and stuff. And they would notice that. And they would go up there and be like, oh, how are you doing? You know, have you ever accepted Jesus? And they'd be like, no. And you could tell their life was just really rough. Well, why don't you come forward and God, you know, will help. And they would actually bring these mothers up there, literally carrying little babies and stuff, to the front. And, and I'm sitting there, you know, just rolling this altar call. I mean, altar call might last a half hour, man. You're just working it, you know, just letting the students do their thing. And it's amazing what each different type student could do because of the, the ability that had to see a need. You see what I'm talking about? They could see that need in the kingdom, like God working in a certain area, and that, that sight that they had gave them ability to go to that person and, and interact with that person because they already knew God was dealing with that person. You know, now, the, I'll be honest with you, a lot of those younger ladies did not go to the gang guys. You know, I never went to the gang guys. They look at me like, what are you talking about, gringo? You know, they, they would not care about what I had. You know, it was just something about being able to, to relate because you saw what was going on in that person's life, right? And so th there's, there's something about being born again and our ability to see the kingdom of God, all right? And what, what that 
ability does is when you go out in society and in life, the idea behind that is you have the ability to notice what's going on. You're not just out there, you know, just dumb as a, what do you call it, a duck, just, you know, oh, this is a street, quack, 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 you know, you know, just senseless. That, that's not the case at all. You're actually wiser, maybe you already know this, maybe you don't, but you're actually excessively wise because you can see things other people can't see. And you have to understand, that's what Jesus is saying, you begin to see the different operations that are going on. And the minute you can lock in on something, you have to understand there's a reason for that. Other people might not be able to relate to that scenario that you're connecting with, and now you're, there's like a door of opportunity that you need to consider. You need to really consider that because how you're going to invest your time, it may be five minutes, it may be more, I don't know what it is, but you need to be keen to that and lock into that. If Franco would have never gone to those uh, gang guys, my pleading with them would have never brought them forward. You know how hard it is to bring somebody in front of a, you know, a, an event. I mean, that, a lot most human beings are not really eager to do that. All right, but Franco could see it. If the ladies wouldn't have seen the others, they're the ones that brought these people up, and then others would come up. You know what I mean? And and it was their ability to see, right? And so I want the transition that's happening in our lives when we're born again is is we're little by little entering into a whole other realm in our life. We might have, like Nicodemus, we might have started off in a, a certain culture. You came from somewhere. You came from a culture. You were raised in a neighborhood, in a family, and that's where you started. But as God grabs hold of you, little by little, he transitions. He doesn't make you abandon where you came from, your roots. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is not everything about where we come from is good. In Chicago, they're shooting people, right? Do I think that's good? No. I live in Chicago, if you don't know. Right? I mean, but there are good things in Chicago, so you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. But if you can relate to where those people are and you can see it, trust me, there's, there's a lot of folks I cannot relate to. I look at them, I'm like, man, I hope somebody can reach these people because I have no idea how to talk to these people. You know, it just, but you might have, you might be the one that has that ability to see the kingdom of God and the operation that's going on there. And you might be able to lock in. But you're going to transition. You're not going to relate to them to the depths that you, that you would be if you weren't born again. Little by little, you're going to transition into somebody else. Somebody that's bringing liberation, freedom to other people. Right? You're not going to relate all the way like you did, let's just say, in the world. You, you know, where you were one with the world and, 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 you know, that's you were just bound to that culture and, and there was nothing better. No, when you're born again, you may relate to that culture, but there's something even better that you've found. It's called the kingdom of God. It's like a treasure. that, that It's like a, a pearl of great price. And that the reason for that is that, tr that treasure within you allows you to, to see things and then help people in their need. Right, Nick, no, Jesus, man, just look at what he did. Wherever he went, he brought freedom or liberation, if you let me use that word. He liberated people wherever he went. Man, he was a blessing, not a curse. Now, how many times we go and screw people's lives up? Don't answer that question, but you've done it, I've done it. You know what I'm talking about. But Jesus is saying you're going to be transitioning into a different life. Nicodemus thought he was the man. He thought he was, man, I am 
on top of the, what do you call it, totem pole. But you know, reality is Nicodemus was a problem. Nicodemus was putting people in bondage. Nicodemus was wasting his life. Now, you might say, well, he wasn't a pagan. He wasn't teaching them to worship idols. And but he, yes, I understand that. But he wasn't liberating the people. He was putting them in bondage. And Jesus was giving opportunity. You want to stay where you're at. You might be comfortable. You might, be, you might have benefits. But are you actually liberating people? Are you bringing life? into your environment. You can relate to these people, you can go to these people, and little by little you can help these people. If you're brave enough to transition into something else, something better. And Nicodemus was kind of struggling with that. I pray, I hope that he, uh, that he transitioned. I don't know the whole story of his life. I, I haven't found it in the Bible. If you have, you can show it to me. But I do see kind of a, a struggle that's going on here. Man, I don't know. This is everything I've ever known in life. This is, this is where I'm comfortable. Do I really want to do this? See, Jesus talked about it this way. He said, count the cost. You know, if a king's going to war, he's going to have to determine, am I going to win this war before I start this thing? Because I get in there and get killed, that'd be kind of foolish. Or if you're going to build a tower, he says, you know, consider, can you finish the tower? Don't just start it. So count the cost. In other words, can, can you see what you can do? Do you understand what you can enter into? He said, you, must, you know, to be born again, once you're born again, you could enter into the kingdom of God. You begin to see certain things, and then you choose to enter into those works. And when you enter into those works, man, you don't know how that's going to go. You know the idea is to help, to liberate, to bring life, to be a blessing. You're going to make a difference for the better, right? And, and that's what you're there to do. But, but it's a ride. It's a trip. You get up in the morning, let's say tomorrow, and you say, God, whatever you want to do with my life, whatever is important to you, let me, let me, let me deal with the thing. Now, you can have your responsibilities. You've got to go to work and you've got to pay the bills. But I'm saying in that, whatever you want for me to do, God, just show me and give me the, the courage to enter into that and to do it. And one thing I have learned is you never know what a day may bring. You know what I'm talking about? One day can rock your world. You can go home that night, you'd be like, nah, you will never guess what happened to me today. Man, I, I, many times I've said this to myself, I didn't see that coming when I woke up this morning. You know, I just, you, 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 next thing you know, you get a phone call and you're, poof, you're off doing who knows what. And then poof, you're off doing something else. And by the end of the day, you're like, man. I mean, a day can bring so much activity. There's so much plan for your life that God has prepared for your life. But what he's saying here is Nicodemus, man, you got to be born again to see the kingdom of God. And in verse 5 he says you got to be born again to enter the kingdom of God. And I'm saying it's a big deal to see it, but it's even more big a deal to enter into it. Because it's like going on a roller coaster. You're in it now. And where that's going to take you, Lord only knows. You know, I mean, it's on, you know, and one thing leads to another. And so, you know, you're involved in it. But if you're stead back and you don't enter in, it's good to see it. But you're always deep in your heart. You're like, man, I just never really do it. Right? And so you're missing out. It's a whole other thing to, uh, 
how do I say this, uh, look at somebody do something, and it's another thing for you to actually do it yourself. You know, somebody to cut a tree down, for you to go out there and cut the tree down and split the wood, that, a little bit different, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, this one kid's like, man, there's a lot of work splitting this wood. What did you think it was going to be? You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's a lot of work cutting this grass. What did you think it was going to be, man? You, th- you know, it's one thing to see somebody do it, nothing to actually do it. So Nicodemus here is hearing these things, and Jesus is almost in a way mocking him. He's like, man, you don't know these things? You're the teacher of the Jews. But at the same time, I believe he's giving him an opportunity. He's like, man, I am here to transition you into God's kingdom. I'm here to transition you into an opportunity where you enter in and liberate not only your life but other people's lives. You're going to go out there and make a difference in other people's lives. I guarantee you that. If you're willing at all, that's what's going to happen. And that, that we're in the same position as Nicodemus was, the exact same position. We can think about that. We can talk to God about that. We can begin to see what God's saying on a daily basis. You might not pick everything up right away, but little by little, you'll begin to see things. You'll begin to recognize what he's telling you. Not what I'm telling you, what Jesus is telling you in your life, in your day. And then all of a sudden, little by little, you begin to enter into those things. And you'll begin to see some results. And you'll be like, wow. I'm not talking about religious results. I'm talking about life results that actually liberate people, actually free people in their life. All right? Uh, Jesus is all about freeing people and giving them a brighter future, a, a, a better place in life. Right? And that's the same thing with us. So, like I said, tonight is kind of a, a devotion, but I want us to think about this whole idea of transitioning. Transitioning into somebody who sees the deeds, the sees the kingdom, and enters into the kingdom, and then actually witnesses the results. Amen? Let's pray, and then we'll be done. Father, we come before you, and we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for drawing us to him and the transformation that takes place when we invite him into our life. Nobody has done that, Father, just clearly establish that in their thinking and and draw them to a point where they can personally invite you in and uh, be able to become born again into a new opportunity. Not to be religious, Father, but to actually liberate others, to bring life here on earth, to make a difference in this world, uh, and to fulfill uh, your purposes and to find the meaning to each day, Father. Um, We ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you for your time. You guys have a good night, and God bless you.